children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children children's bible journey with stories and songs just for kids we have a dramatized bible story coming up but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome god i love you And he 
threw it down Cause Pharaoh wants a magic show It turned to a snake and it crawled around But the Pharaoh still told him no, no, no Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? Moses went down to the river Nile and put a stick into the river a while. Now blood would flow where the water used to go, but the Pharaoh still told him no, no, no. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? So God sent frogs and bugs and boils and hail from out of the sky. But the Pharaoh says, no, you still can't go. So the firstborn children had to die. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? Moses led his people out of slavery and marched right through the sea. The Pharaoh sent his army right after the slaves, but his army ended up under the waves. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? Oh, won't you open for me?
just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. Captain! Have you yet numbered all the Moabite soldiers, warriors, chariotmen, and officers? Uh, the count is not yet completed, Your Majesty. And the Ammonite king? His captain is also still in the process of numbering them men, Your Majesty. And the king of Seir? I suppose he isn't through yet either. Oh, no, no, Your Majesty. Uh, it is certain, though, O king, that we far outnumber any army that all of Israel and Judah can muster. <laughs> we shall put an end to them once and forever. <laughs> Your Majesty, Jehoshaphat, great and wise king of Judah, thy servant bringeth sad news. Yes. Spies have just reported to me, sire, that a great multitude of Moabites, Ammonites, and Seerites march against us to slay our people and take our cities. How many of them are there? Thousands upon thousands, Your Majesty. And they're already advanced to En Gedi. As an experienced soldier and officer, what chance do you think we have? None at all, Your Majesty. Without outside help. Help? But who will come to... Oh, yes, help. The Lord God of Israel will help us. I shall call all Judah to come here. I shall proclaim a fast, and we shall seek help from our God. Hasten and summon all the people, and make ready the house of the Lord to receive his congregation. Quiet! Silence! Hearken ye unto my voice. Ye men of Judah, with your wives and little ones, even your children, we stand here before the Lord God, our Maker, to seek his help in our time of great trouble. Now listen and hearken to the voice of Jehoshaphat, your king, as he stands in the house of the Lord before the new court and entreat our God for help and salvation. O Lord God of our fathers, Art thou not ruler over the kingdoms of the heathen as well as over Israel? In thy hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee, even the great multitude of soldiers that now march against us? O Lord, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. Our faith and our trust is in thee, O Lord. Hearken ye, all of Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid nor dismayed because of the multitude marching against us, for the battle is not ours, but God's. cliff of Ziz, for they be at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not fight in this battle. Just stand still and witness the mighty salvation of the Lord our God. My people, these have been words of inspiration from God. Bow the knee. And give thanks unto the Lord, our strength and our salvation. And 
the army of Judah arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went, Jehoshaphat their king stood up and said, Hear ye, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye have success. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Rest and be at ease while my officers and I decide upon our next move. Ye are all officers of my court and know full well that I have complete faith and confidence that the Lord will this day conquer the multitude that is our enemy. As for me, I believe that the victory is already ours. So I shall appoint singers to go before us singing songs of victory. the singers had begun to sing, the Lord God of Israel caused confusion in the camp of the enemy. Your Majesty, the king of Seir refuses to obey thy command. No one refuses to obey me. That's treason. I'm king, king of Moab, king of all the east. The king of Seir shall die now and his men with him. See ye to it. Yes, Your Majesty. Long live the king. Long live the king. Men, take your swords, your spears, your bows and arrows, and slay every man of Seir. have you to order war against Seir without consulting me? Am I not King of Ammon? King of Ammon. <laughs> Scribe, see that my officers attack the Moabite soldiers, their officers, and this. Slay them all to a man. As for you, you so-called King of Moab, I shall personally... You shall do what? Uh, you take God. this! Yes, you... Oh! Oh! defeated ourselves, killed one another until only I remain, and I... We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Dora, may I ask you a question? Sure. Do you pray? Well, of course. Everyone prays. I don't. You don't pray? Well, I try, but I don't know what to say. I mean, you're supposed to talk to the creator of the entire universe, the God who made everything. Why would he be interested in little old me? I used to think the very same thing, but then I remembered something. What? He also made me. So I figure if he went through all the trouble of giving me my silly nose and these totally strange ears, he should at least listen when I complain about them. <laughs> and your knees. You've got the craziest knees. Thank you. I get the picture. So you figure that God listens to you because of the way you look? I figure God listens to me because I'm different from everyone else in the world. I'm special, unique. If he took the time to make me the way I am, he must be interested in what I do and what I think. 
Because what I do and what I think is special too. Okay, I get it. When you talk to God, you know he hears you because your prayer is different from anyone else. Just like you're different from anyone else, right? Yeah, that's right. My words are special to him. At least, that's what I like to think. You know, there are special things about me too. I've got red hair and my mouth is kind of crooked. God would recognize you anywhere. Cool. The next time I pray, I'll know he's listening because he made me special. Don't forget your elbow. It's totally strange. Got it. And your left eyebrow. What's up with that? Can we talk about something else now? Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever been asked to be in a wedding? Maybe someone wanted you to be a junior bridesmaid or an usher. Maybe they wanted you to light the candles or spread flower petals. If you have, you know how crazy the wedding planning and rehearsals can be. That's what Maria finds out in this shoebox kid's mystery. This time, Maria has a real problem. She's excited about being in her aunt's wedding, but everything is going wrong. Should she refuse to be a junior bridesmaid? Can you figure out what happened to Maria's missing dress before she does? Chapter 7. Wedding Dress Disaster Everyone stared in the direction Maria was pointing. Maria had been looking at Mrs. Wallace, but suddenly she noticed that she could also see the table where she had left her dress, and she could see that the dress wasn't there. My dress, Maria cried. Mrs. Wallace had whirled around, expecting to see her cake horribly mangled or falling over or some child grabbing a chunk of it and trying to shove it into his mouth. When she saw that the cake was okay, she dropped onto a chair and started to fan herself. She didn't hear anything about the dress. Sorry, Mrs. Wallace, Maria apologized as she grabbed Jenny by the sleeve and dragged her over to the table. My dress was right here, but now it's gone. Maybe your mom has got it, Jenny suggested. Maria smiled and relaxed. Yeah, mom's probably got it. After a quick glance around the multipurpose room, she located her mom and hurried over. Did you find a hanger for my dress and hang it up? No, I haven't looked for a hanger yet, Mrs. Vargas said. I'm going to be decorating these tables for a while, too. Could you go ask for a hanger? But, Mom, I can't. Sure you can, Maria, her mom said without looking at her. She was trying to fix a centerpiece so the flowers wouldn't all droop to one side. Maria wanted to shout, but she remembered what had happened to Jenny's mother a few minutes earlier, and she didn't want to scare anyone else. Jenny and I will just hunt for the dress ourselves, Maria thought. She turned to Jenny. Mom thinks my dress is where I left it, but I left it right over there on the table, and it's not there now. Someone must have stolen it. Jenny frowned. Maybe someone just moved it out of the way so it wouldn't get dirty. Maybe someone hung it up. Maria realized Jenny made sense, especially since they were in a church, and people don't usually steal when they're in a church. But somebody must have taken it. Let's go over and investigate, she said, leading Jenny back to the table. It was lying right here, and some guy's diaper bag was right beside it. Jenny giggled. Some guy's diaper bag? Don't you mean some baby's diaper bag? At least the stuff inside must belong to a baby. Well, some guy was holding a baby, Maria replied. It probably belonged to them, but I don't see him anywhere, and the diaper bag is gone too. Jenny finally realized what Maria was saying. Maybe the mysterious man stole the dress. Do you think he could have put it in the diaper bag so no one would see him take off with it? Jenny's eyes had grown as round and big as saucers. They both stood and stared for a moment, trying to decide what to do next. We can't just find him and steal the bag back, Maria said. We'll have to find my dad or Pastor Hill. Come on, let's go. They had only gone three steps when Jenny grabbed Maria's arm. What if it was Chris, she asked. I saw him over here when I was holding the door for my mom. He could have taken it as a joke. Maria didn't know what to say exactly. Chris probably had taken the dress. It would be just like him, just as bad as the joke he played last night. I guess you're right. Let's go find him. Maria and Jenny checked the lobby and the hallways, but Chris wasn't there. Next, they walked out to the gym to see if he was shooting baskets, but there were only two younger kids playing in the gym. He's probably outside, Jenny said. Maria opened a door and went outside. The parking lot was filling up with cars, and Maria suddenly thought of something. I don't have much time before I have to change. We have to find my dress. 
Maria and Jenny walked around the church until they were back at the front door, but Chris seemed to have disappeared. Isn't that Sammy's uncle's car over there? Jenny pointed out. Maria smiled. Yeah, Chris said Locke was taking the wedding pictures. Maybe Chris is with Sammy. Maybe? I'm sure he is if Sammy's here. They probably planned taking the dress together, and now they're hiding out somewhere so we can't find them. Or worse, they're probably watching us hunt for them this very minute. Sometimes boys are such brats. Maria looked at Jenny and laughed. I was just thinking the same thing last night when Chris tricked me into turning my head even though I had a stiff neck. Yo-Yo was standing in the lobby with her pink suitcase and Liberty when Maria and Jenny went back inside. Hi, Yo-Yo, Jenny said. Hi, Yo-Yo, Maria said. Jenny knelt down in front of Yo-Yo. She looked at Yo-Yo's doll. She is a very pretty doll. What's her name? Liberty, Yo-Yo answered. Do you have clothes for Liberty in the suitcase? Can I look at them? No, I just changed her for the wedding. Liberty doesn't want to be changed again, Yo-Yo said. But I just wanted to look at her clothes. Maybe I have some doll clothes at home that will fit Liberty. If they're the same size, I could give them to you, Jenny said. Yo-Yo thought the offer over. She held Liberty close to her ear so she could hear what her doll had to say. I'm sorry, Jenny, Yo-Yo said in as big a voice as she could, but Liberty says she doesn't want to wear old clothes. But they wouldn't be old clothes to her, Jenny tried to explain. Yo-Yo shrugged and picked up her little pink suitcase. We have to go sit down now. Maria was getting impatient. Come on, Jenny. If we don't find my dress, it's going to be a disaster. The wedding plans will be all upset, and I won't be able to be a junior bridesmaid after all. They walked past Yo-Yo and went into the sanctuary. Yo-Yo stopped walking. I thought you didn't want to wear the dress, Maria, she said. But Maria and Jenny had already gone. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 6, The Wedding Dress Disaster, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. Podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh day Adventist Church. Let the children come, don't dare drive them away, and then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.